morning. I really appreciate that you guys are all here um, this morning in the service. I believe that if we give the best to God, then God will also give the best for us. Amen. I believe that this is a long weekend holiday for all of us. But if you give your time to God, I believe that you'll never be disappointed. Amen. Your um, your experience satisfaction in God. This morning I will talk about the power of the cross. The power of Jesus' cross. Because our life in this world is never um, does, doesn't end when we die. Because there is a life after we die on earth. Because humans are all sinners, that's why they need forgiveness. We all need forgiveness at all times. Every day, we all we are able to fall into sin. That's why we need that forgiveness. So, there is one place on on this earth that is called um, Golgotha. Or people call it as Calvary. There's also a person who called it as the um, as the mountain of skulls because the true meaning of Golgotha is the skull, and the shape is also like a skull of a human. Unfortunately, this ma this mountain is has already gone. Um, undergo constructions, but this Golgotha, it is a place where people are generally punished there. When they are punished um, by throw, you know, stone throws, then they'll do it at the Mount of Golgotha. And if they are crossed, they're also crossed at the Mount of Golgotha. So this place is actually on the outer skirt of Jerusalem. It's about two kilometers away from Jerusalem. It is in the top of a mountain and everyone's able to see and the place of Jesus where it was crossed is next to a highway where people are able to go um, in and out. So then people can see how Jesus is um, considered as um, like a, a really um, threatening person because people um, believe that he is the king of the Jews that's why on his cross there is a um, there is a plank which says Inri this is the um, king of the Jews so although Golgotha is a place that is just ordinary where they always punish people but about 2000 years ago there is a cross that has made such great earthquake. There are so many cross that's been up there, but 2,000 years ago, Jesus' cross created an earthquake. An earthquake. Do you know what happened when Jesus died on the cross? On the Friday, like today, from the 12th um, midday until midnight, it, darkness covers the earth, and people said that, oh, this might be a, you know, a moon. Um, like full moon kind of thing, but how come there is a full moon that is as long as three hours? So technically, as the Earth, um, the Sun, and the um, Moon orbits, it orbits like continuously f for three hours, but it never happened apart from if it's not God's power. When Jesus died, the curtain of heaven is. Um, into two. See, normally, like with curtains, they um, they split from the bottom to the top, right? But at the moment, um, but at this time, it actually split from the top to the bottom because it was opened by God Himself because of Jesus' death. And it was said that in the book of Matthew, there was a great earthquake that all the other um, caves they are opened and the people who who died they're all resurrected they waited for Jesus um, when Jesus was resurrected 
then all the pe all the people who were um, died, they all came out of their graves, and then they entered Jerusalem. So you can imagine how many people who have who have been buried around that Jerusalem. There are plenty. But when Jesus was resurrected, all those believers they rose from the dead and they entered the city of Jerusalem and it's just amazing such a great thing happened isn't it imagine those people who have died 10 years ago and they rose again with their such glorious um, body and then they enter um, the city of Jerusalem people can be so um, astounded but this is the power of Jesus because there is power in the um, in the crucifixion of Jesus so this morning we'll see what sort of powers is there the first one is the power of salvation let us have a look at 1st Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18 the Bible says for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So, the cross of Christ has identical power with the power of God. It is the power of salvation. The Bible says that it is foolish for the world. Because why? Because they are perishing. But for us who are being saved, it is actually the power of God. So how is the power of salvation happen? How does it really happen and works in the life of the people who, um, who are saved? The first thing, it, is, it works with being righteousness and being justified. It means that we're all sinners who are supposed to be, be punished, but because of Jesus' love, he has taken that punishment on the cross so then we are supposed to be punished we are set free so you can imagine have you ever thought that oh how amazing it is that someone who is set free lately um, just recently one of uh, a friend of mine had to um, attend a court of justice because they've been um, they've been Convicted by Centrelink to receive um, the Centrelink um, uh, political payment, but my 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 friend is very um, truthful. They he has already reported the extra payment that they've received. You know, sometimes when people being so truthful, they just wanna. Um, report the extra payment from whatever date they've already advised Centrelink of that but Centrelink still convict him as doing criminality to you know to leave the, um, the extra payments in his account but after such a long um, court case he was actually sentenced um, he was sentenced for 12 months in jail. See, Australia is so weird. He was sentenced on Wednesday for 12 months of jail. But then the judge says, but I am give you a week preparation. And he thought, oh, one week, next week he might be able to go into a court case again or something like that but that's what he was thinking but God for God nothing is ever impossible I mean the uh, a friend of mine is also a believer of God and then the following week he went up to see the judge in the court and you know what happened the judge has changed his mind not 12 months sentence but bonds of good behavior for six months see you can isn't it amazing I believe that if you believe in God there is miracle is there such thing as a court who has given a sentence 12 months of jail but then a week later they change uh, the judge changed his mind and then changes to a good behavior bond for six months 
you know what it means? It means that he only needs to show that he's been doing um, such a good person for the um, six months period. See, I believe that in Jesus there is always miracles. So as as the sinners, we have been made righteous and justified. And the Bible says that for he has made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Just because Jesus has paid for all our sins, that's why the devil cannot ask for our sins anymore. They can't expect us to be punished because of it. One day, the Jews, they have, um, they found a woman who is a sinner. The Pharisees say that, oh, she has done an adulteries. And according to the um, Jews, uh, Jewish uh, law, he has, she has to die by um, stoned, by being stoned. And then they asked Jesus, what do you think? Jesus said, for those of you who have never sinned, you have to cast the first stone. And then one by one, they all leave the lady until after everyone left her, Jesus asked, how come they don't um, punish you? And then Jesus, uh, and then the woman said, um, no, they didn't. And Jesus also said that I, I will not punish you either. Jesus hasn't, is not, hasn't died yet, but Jesus said to her, go, and I'm not going to punish you. I believe that there is a privilege for the um, believers. Although Jesus hasn't died on the Golgotha, but she has received that forgiveness. She has been made justified, and she she's been caught doing adultery, but Jesus has forgiven her. See how grateful it is. Person who is supposed to be punished, but they've been set free because of God. For us who hasn't experienced that yet, we might not be able to ex experience or understand how it feels for being set free. But for those who have experienced it, I believe that is such a great joyful moment in their life. They were supposed to be stoned to death, but she has been freed. After that event, we know that this woman is a woman who, who applies oils on the um, on the foot of Jesus. You know, sometimes the punishment of sins does not um, stop people from doing sin. That's why jail, it's called correctional center, to correct people's um, mistakes, not to be punished. See, I believe that punishment will not give a way out, but Jesus does give ways out. When that person is set free, when he said, I also will not punish moon, punish you, then, you know, sometimes the, the world is a complete opposite because you have to do good first and then you will remediate you or whatever. But Jesus believes in that person. He believes that that person can go so then they don't do sin again. He has given that, um, that righteousness to us. Righteousness is given to us, not only because of our goodness, but it's because of God's goodness heart. That's, be that's because it is the one that has made us righteous. A lot of people may be living with guilty feelings at the moment. I'm not sure whether you're one of them or not, but there are so many people who have lived with such great guiltiness in their life. They've done something wrong in the past and they've been chased by it. But today I want to give you a good news. We are all sinners, but we, if we believe in Jesus, we'll be made righteous. Amen? You don't have to live with such guilty feelings. Just repent to God.
and live free from that guilt. There are so many people who live with that guilt because they thought they've done something wrong, so then uh, because, because there is a bad um, consequence because of it. But today I want to tell you that we are all freed by God. We shouldn't live with such guilty feelings anymore. We may have made mistakes in the past, but we have been set free from that. So then we can live freely in our hearts. God has made us righteous first, and then we can have the power not to do sin anymore. And that is God. We have the power to be a good person. You know, every time when the devil is trying to um, deceive us by reminding us with all our past, on the mistakes in the past, but you can tell him, hey, I've been made righteous because God has died for me. I know I am a sinner. I know I'm a bad person, but Jesus died to make me right. Amen? Second thing, Apart from being righteousness, the power of salvation works through peacefulness. Because before God, we have been made righteous. So there is no other reason for God, for Him not to make peace with us. You know, sometimes with humans, we say, oh, yeah, I forgive you, yeah but it doesn't mean that there is peace in it. You know, sometimes we still talk about them behind their backs. Although you may say, oh yeah, I've forgiven him, but I don't want to go anywhere near him anymore. See, humans sometimes do that because sometimes we say, oh, I have forgiven you. I've already forgotten about it, but one day we can, you know, remember it again, remember of their mistakes again. You know, sometimes human just give like a stamp in, of other people in their life. You know, if in the past they've done wrong, they said, oh, see, in, that's right, in the past he's done it. But, you know, the past has already been made complete. But when they do another problem, see, just because he's done it before. But this is human. However, God is different. Once He has made you righteous, then He has made peace with you. There is no other reason that He He can't say, I can't make peace with you because He has made you righteous. God doesn't have a reason not to make peace with you. Um, first, uh, first John 4, 10 says, in this love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be propitiation concerning our sin. That's why when you are making peace with your husband, with your wife, or with your children, or with your parents, with all your siblings, or with other people who have made wrong to you, Remember, not because of their goodness, not because of your goodness, but it's because of God's goodness. Because peacefulness that happens in our life is because we have been made peace with God. That's why let us make peace with others because of God's goodness. Amen? Because we have been, we have made that peace with God. So then we can live peacefully. There are so many people who live nowadays with no peacefulness in their life. They are not being contented in their life. Person who have problems, they cannot make peace with themselves. Obviously, they, they'll have problems, so then they can make peace with others. But God has made us righteous, so then we can have peace with God. Who in here feels that they're ugly looking? Who in here feels that they're ugly? There's none? Hallelujah. See, there are so many people say, who say, oh, I'm not as good looking as him. I'm not as good looking as her. I'm not as, as smart as her. Oh, she's lucky. Um, she just graduated. I've got a job. 
I've been searching for a job after 10 years and I still haven't got any yet. See, a lot of people are still not contented with their life. A lot of, there are a lot of people who actually curse themselves with a self-pity when they are broken hearted. They said, oh yeah, because I'm ugly, because I'm not good. Hey, um, the world is not that shallow, you know? If you're broken hearted, then go and find another one. See? So don't ever give up because when you have failed, don't ever say, oh, I am stupid just because I'm a failure. No, don't ever say that we are not good. God has seen us as good. Amen. So we have to assure ourselves that we have been given by God the best. If your face is like a child's bronzum, then I believe that it's good to us. Amen. If only God has given you another person's face, probably Andrew has given a Tom Cruise face or something, I don't think he'll be happy. Because sometimes we are living wanting to be like others. But as a matter of fact, God has given us the best. That's why when God has given us a peace, we have to make peace in ourselves too. If God has given you a wife, then just be content with your wife. You know, say, although she's so cute, um, she's my wife. Although she's so short, she's still my wife. Although she's so fat, she's still my wife. Don't ever compare her with the artist. You know, our wife cannot be compared to artists. Likewise, we can't compare our husband like actors. Husband is still a husband. They can't become like... So if God has made us peace, then we have to make peace with ourselves. Who in here is not contented or hasn't made peace with ourselves. How come I'm so fat? I can't be as skinny as that person. Oh, she looks like she's so slim and looking like a artist. But today I want to ask you, let us make peace with ourselves. Although we are this sexy, God still loves us. Let us live peacefully and joyfully. There are so many people who actually died, um, go on a diet, they eat so little. And then they are afraid of being so fat. So after they eat, they just chucked it out again. Why? Because they haven't made peace with themselves. There are so many people in this earth that who cannot make peace with themselves. But praise God, 2,000 years ago, God has made peace with us so that we are able to make peace with ourselves and then make peace with others also. People who are unable to make peace with themselves, whoever they meet, they won't be able to make peace with them. But let us all say, God, I want to accept myself. You know, sometimes we don't want to have this sort of situation. Sometimes when I look at the mirror, I want to have such sharp nose. But then I realize that my nose is this size and I can't make it any forward or any, um, you know, sharper. But I believe that God still loves me. Let us all receive and accept whatever we have at the moment. Don't ever compare ourselves with others. How come I'm not as smart as him or her? But I believe that in God, those ordinary people will become extraordinary. Because in God, you know, people may say, oh, our superiors may not have any precedent ship um, tree, but God is able to make us a president if need be. Because God is making us like himself. Like Adam before he fell into sin.
That's why believe that in God everything that is impossible for us will become possible because God has made peace with us. Amen. Hallelujah. When God has made peace with us, we can make peace with ourselves and also make peace with others. And then God could use us also to make peace for others with God. See, I believe that Christians, they're being used by God to become blessings to the world. And the world doesn't understand this. The power of salvation reflects our actions in facing problems. One day there's a lady who received uh, news by, he, by her daughter. You know, when daughters have problems, they jump right to the mom. And then they said, Mom, I'm so regretted um, getting married to him. Before, when we were um, boyfriend and girlfriend, so we didn't have any problems. But after now, we got married, he's not as good as what I thought he was. And then the mom didn't say anything. And then he, she just walked away. And then he went to the kitchen and boiled some water. And then the daughter said, are you listening to me about my husband? And the mom said, yeah, yeah, I'm li listening. So she just continued cooking and whatnot. And then she took some carrots and eggs and the mom also prepared some coffee, made some coffee and all that. And then the daughter just continued to winch about his, um, about her husband. And then after the water boils, the, the um, carrot is um, put into the um, boiled water and also likewise with the egg and then the same water into uh, is poured into the coffee so you can imagine you know with the carrot as it being put into the boiled um, water it becomes soft the egg who is originally um, liquidy, it becomes, it sets hard, right? It becomes boiled egg, right? And then coffee, when you're, you pour the boiled water into the cup, what does it? It becomes a warm coffee, right? It gives such great um, fragrance, right? So she said to her daughter, have a look at this. In in facing problems, we may have three different um, attitudes. First one is like a carrot that is so hot, it becomes soft as we pour it into the wa hot water. So the hot water is just like um, problems, the problems that we are facing. So sometimes we may feel that oh, we are so um, strong. But when we face a problem, we may become weak and we have self-pity. And we thought that we're stupid, we're failures, we're unlucky. You know, we feel, we just feel that, oh, uh, I probably deserve the, to face this sort of thing. But there's a second attitude. There's like this um, egg that used to be a weak it becomes hard after they um, got broken hearted they um you know they just don't want to get married or whatnot when they have problems they just um you know we're disappointed with god and then we don't want to go to church or something like that so that's the second attitude from weak becoming too strong-hearted so there's a third attitude it's just like a coffee as you pour um, the hot water it makes a really nice fragrance. So in our life, which one do we want to choose from these three attitudes? Do you want to become the carrot? Who becomes weak when they face problems? Become so, you know, um, useless kind of thing? Or do you want to become like the egg? You want to become so strong and, you know, strong-hearted head-hearted or whatever or do you want to become the coffee that creates such great um, aroma or fragrance 
when they face problems? Which one would you want to pick? We should pick the coffee attitude because when problem comes into our life, whatever, um, whatever that happens, would that problem make us to deliver such great fragments? Or is it from the problems people can say, oh, man, what are Christians? They're so amazing. Amen? Today, let us take the um, decision, whatever problem you're facing today. If you're facing problem today, you can pick from these three attitudes. You want to become weak, you want to head hard in your heart, or you want to make that great fragments of God in your life so then people can see God's goodness through your problems. I believe that if we pick the third one, then we'll be able to experience this life with such patience. We can never say, oh, problems shouldn't appear in our life. As long as we live in our life, there's always going to be problems. But when problem comes, let us all make our life fragrant through God. So whatever problems you have at the moment, let it be, um, let it smell nice because God has done so. Sometimes we may feel that we're weak, we're not strong enough. Or sometimes we may feel that we would just want to be strong, but let us all make decisions so then through the problems that we face, we can deliver that nice fragrance. Just continue to give thanks and glorify God for His goodness. Hallelujah. Let your problems fragment you. The third one, the power of salvation works through the grace of an eternal life. You know when we we have been made righteous, we've been made peaceful, and then not just that, but we've been um, we've been made um, to have eternal life because his resurrection is certain. So our eternal life is certain. So all the problem, uh, all the promises that God has, it is also certain. That's why the Bible says everything is yes and true. Romans 6, verse 36, uh, 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, these days there are so many churches who just speak about blessings, 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 money, 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 miracles, miracles, miracles. But they hardly seek for the cross of Christ. But today, I want to take you so that to be able to see that if Jesus didn't die on the cross then he won't be resurrected and if he wasn't resurrected then there will be no eternal life that's why the death of Jesus on the cross and his sacrifice on the cross is the only way so then he can be resurrected Jesus cannot be said that he is risen if he didn't die so he has to experience that perfect death so then he can have such a perfect um, resurrection. So our sacrifice is not the, the um, finishing line, but it's actually the start line to have a glorious life with God. We can be the weak without the cross. Have a look at Christians' um, lives that are so weak. Their life is just a smooth life. When would a person be um, persistent in praying if they don't face problems? When would people seek God? It's probably when they seek. See, there's always things or problems that happen in our life, but the cross 
has made us strong. Christians are not supposed to be afraid of problems. They're not supposed to be afraid of sacrificing because if we're afraid of sacrificing, then we won't be able to be strong at all. God is trying to train us through our problems, through the crosses that we have to um, carry. If we don't have such annoying um, wife, then the husband will not be as strong. And if there is no, um, um, they won't be as strong. That's why we have to carry that cross. Every day God has given us people so then we can become strong. So then we can actually carry the cross. So then we are strong. That's why Christians who are always easily to be disappointed and they leave church or whatever, these sort of people, their character is never going to be developed because they never learn how to carry the cross. They'll never have such a strong character because wherever they are, when they meet people or when they are disappointed um, with other people, they'll continue to look for other churches or whatever. It's just going to continue on and on and on. Because why? Because their character hasn't been developed yet because they don't want to carry that cross. Luke 14 verse 27 says, And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me, he cannot be my disciples. See, cross is really important for us to develop our character. I believe that each and every one of us has a weak side of things. Who in here feels that they are perfect? Who feels that in here that they have so many weaknesses? So many characters that they need to be um, fixed by God. There are so many bad characters that need to be um, fixed by God. See? When we feel that we have such perfect character, then we'll never need to fix ourselves. Because we already feel that we're good. We don't need to make it better. But when you feel that you're you have such weaknesses, you have insufficient or deficiency in your character, then you're going to improve yourself and you want to fix it up. Oh, God is trying to fix this side of my character. If you're a person who's easily angry because of annoyance, then people, is, uh, God is going to give you people who will continually to annoy you so then you can control that anger. If you have a weakness in other things, for example, you're jealous. Then God will make the people around you so then you are able to control your jealousy towards others so then you can, you can improve your weaknesses. God will give people around you who are more than you, yourself. Everything is more so then you can't even be jealous anymore. And you can say, yeah, praise God. You won't have that jealousy anymore. Whatever, uh, however bad your character is, God will send people around us so then you have the chance to fix your character. Don't ever refuse to carry the cross because Jesus has won over it. Because you and I will also win over that cross. Because Jesus has won, we'll be in victory also. So many people actually carry the cross when they uh, and they always wish to God. They say, God, when when will I ever stop carrying this cross? We'll always ask when, when, when. Every time you ask when, the time will seem so long and just going to be never ending. But when you carry that cross and you feel that, oh, this is good. The Bible says that the burden that I put on you is nice and it's not, and it's light. And when you say, yes, God, I received this cross. For the rest of my life, I want to receive and carry this cross. You will be able to see how your life will be beautiful with Him. The power of salvation. The first power is the power of salvation. Second power is the power of forgiveness. Luke 23 verse 43 says, And Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you, Today you shall be with me in the paradise. Do you remember this? 
what this um, verse is talking about, Jesus spoke to a, um, a convict on the cross. On his, um, the convict on his, on the right hand keeps on, um, you know, um, saying bad things at him. And then the ones on the left said, God, if you came as a king, don't forget. Don't forget about me. Something like that. And then Jesus said, Today you shall be with me in paradise. See, these two convicts, they are talking you know, the, to the friends who, um, who actually um, blame God. He said, oh, we're convicts, so if we're being crossed, it's okay because of our mistakes, right? You know, if you, if you imagine a convict um, who is about to, like, who is crossed, wouldn't they have done such major mistakes? I believe that these two convicts, they've done such big um, mistake that they have to be crossed. For slaves, um, uh, being crossed is never being reflected for the Romans. So this is, is the worst punishment that you can have. People die on the cross because they ran out of um, blood. You can imagine when, when you sleep, one of your um, part of your body, you can feel um, you can feel pin and needle, right? So that's when you're probably like you know um, sitting on it or lying over over it. So you can imagine if you're running out of your blood, bit by bit. It kills. It hurts so much. That's why crossing is the worst punishment. So then they can die slowly, kind of thing. It's probably like take a bit. Why is it that they um, cross it on your arm and on your feet? It's so then people with their weight they can you know they uh, when they feel the pain they're trying to push themselves up from their feet and the pain will be transferred to their feet so the punishment of being crossed is the worst punishment you can get it's the the worst cruelty kind of thing and then the convict said to his friend, we are worthy to be punished because we're wicked. But he, he is Jesus. He is not wrong, but he is being punished. And then the convict said, Jesus, if you came as king, remember me, please. And then on that day, Jesus said to him, has he died yet? No, he hasn't died yet. But he said, today you shall be with me in paradise. So what Jesus has said has such great theology meaning, um, great meaning for in theology. It is the same sentence that Jesus has said to the, um, to the woman who committed adultery before. There are so many things uh, people have asked. Jesus died on the cross 20 years, um, 2,000 years ago. But what about the life of the people of, you know, who are sinners before Jesus died? Jesus know that his death on the cross is the death that is able or have the power of forgiveness to the sins that has done that's been done before he died on the cross. So before he died on the cross, he said to the lady who committed adultery, I will not punish you and go and you shall not sin no more. And then he also said to the convict who is on his right hand, he said that you, today you are with me in the paradise. So it means that the forgiveness has been done before he, his death. So that's why the power of 
forgiveness from God applies to those who are sinners who have sinned before Jesus' death and also for those who live after Jesus was dead. You and I live after Jesus' death or before Jesus' death. After, right? 2,000 years after, right? So it means that the point of Christ's death on the, um, Christ's death on the cross, it fulfilled all the sins before his death and also after, all the way to Adam's life and also for the sins for the believers after his death. So don't be surprised. Or probably you said, oh, what about those people who before Jesus was born, they already died. Before Jesus, they're already there are these stories about Jesus. And everything talks about Jesus. So Jesus' life has been prophesied previously. That's why Jesus' death has, or if they believe in that prophecy, then they will be set free. So they can live um, as free. What about Abraham when he has to sacrifice Isaac on the Mount of Moria? He was said that Abraham has been made righteous by God. Do you get it? He has been made righteous by God. But I believe that the salvation of Abraham happens when Jesus died on the cross. Amen? When Jesus died on the cross, then he has fulfilled all the forgiveness of sins that Abraham had. Do you think Abraham has sinned? Yeah, he does. Do you think he has made a mistake? Yeah, he has. He wanted to sold his um, to sell his wife. But Jesus' death on the cross is pretty much the pinpoint of salvation for those who live before Jesus and after Jesus' death. That's why, in other words, if we believe in Jesus today, then your sins has been um, cleansed and we can be joyful. For those who live before Jesus was born and they believe in, um, in the prophecies of Jesus, then they'll be saved. And when we believe about Jesus, news, then we will be safe. That's why we have to give thanks if today we can see God's goodness. Paul live after Jesus. Paul has never seen Jesus at all. Jesus died and Jesus um, was resurrected and he was still there. But for Paul, who believes in Jesus, when he believes in Jesus, he has been made righteous. He becomes the um, prophet. He has been set free and forgiven by God. So if, if the world is focusing on sin, or being conscious of sins, then they'll be focusing on people's mistakes and problems. But I want to tell you, focus in a new life with God. That's why when the convict said to Jesus, Jesus, when you come on earth as a king, remember me, please. Jesus didn't say to him, oh, let me see first whether you can or um, cannot be forgiven. God is never concerned about his past. But Jesus always said that today you are with me in, uh, in the paradise. People tend to remember other people's mistakes, but Jesus always remember that there is a new life 
that we can have with Him. I believe that today probably there is one or two people who are in your mind who you always、um, remember about as being your biggest、um, enemy, or can it, whether it be your husband or your wife or your kids or your parents or your neighbors or your friends or probably your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend has become the biggest enemy in our minds. But let us become like Jesus. When they see conflicts, Jesus said, "Today you shall be with me in the paradise." Let us have a life conscious, not sin conscious. If we continue to remember about our sins and about other people's sin, we're never gonna live happily. But if we have life conscious, we're not looking at sins or other people's mistakes. But we looking at opportunities that we have in our life and in other people's life, then we'll be able to have a life that is happy. Our dedication to have a new life is far more important than being regretful of our past life. Why is it that I've done such and such? They continue to regret about themselves, and it's never ending because it will never change the history of your life. There are also people who are so worried about falling into sin again. That's why so many people is afraid of serving the Lord because of these two things, because they regret of their、um, past and they feel that they are unworthy because of、um, and you know unworthy and stuff. But there are people also who are afraid of falling into sin again, and then they are afraid of、um, humiliating God when they fall into sin. See these sort of people, they'll never move forward in their life because even if God has given him the opportunity to serve the Lord, then they'll never be able to. And they always feel that, oh, I'm scared of, you know, falling into sin. But today we can be freed from that. Let us be freed from sin conscious, but focus on life conscious. Our life with Jesus is far more important than being regretful of our past. Amen. So, if you want to live with Jesus today, I believe that your life will be so beautiful with God. There are people who think that they are unable, become、um, unable, and doesn't is not willing to serve the Lord. I can assure you, there are people who have such great potential, but they're still scared of、um, ministering the Lord. Who in here have great potential in serving the Lord? Isn't there any? Isn't there any? See, potential of a person does not is not limited by age. It's not it's not just the you know the、um, young ones who have the potential to serve the Lord. We all have the potentials, but they have that potential, and it's not being developed because they feel that they can't. You can never know whether you can or not unless you try it. You can never know whether you can cook or not unless you try to cook. If everyone's eating,、um, eating your cooking and start squinting, then you might as well not cook at all because you don't have that skill in cooking. But even if you don't have that skill in cooking, doesn't mean that you don't have any other skills.、It、doesn't mean that you don't have any other potentials. In this congregation, I'm training our leaders to be able to preach. But I can、uh, I've told them that this is a way of me、um, building their potential. I'm so great that I'm so glad if you can preach better than me. 
because I've given you all my all my skills. And I told to my students um, all the skills that I have, I'm giving them to you, so then they can develop their potentials. Imagine if the congregations can um, can preach. I have lesser um, burden, right? But I also wanted to tell them that not everyone has that skills of preaching. You can tell if you are preaching and everyone's falling asleep, then you're not good enough. Might as well you stop preaching and start, you know, and look for other ministry. But if you're preaching and people are ha um, happy in looking at you preaching and all that, it means that you have the potential to preach and you can continue that, continue to learn and don't ever be too lazy to develop your potential. TLC congregation shouldn't be too lazy to develop your potential. Jesus' death on the cross has already has already paid for all your weaknesses. So whatever that is you are unable, God has made you able. The only thing that you need is our willingness. Because our willingness is our decision. If you don't want to develop yourself, then God will never be able to give um, His blessings. What is it that in life that you can't do? You can do everything as long as you want to, right? There is a way, there is a will. Oh, sorry, if there is a will, there is a way. So, a lot of us has been stopped because we don't have that will. Because we never see our potential. And sometimes we are afraid to try. I want to help all of you to develop your potential. Amen. One day there is a there is a um, beggar who is blind. He wrote on his um, cardboard. He said, "I am blind. Please um, have pity on me." And he was sitting on the side of the street, and then he just had it up. And then there was a person who came and said to the beggar, "He said, is it okay if I borrow your card?" I want to write something behind, um, at the back of it. And then the beggar said, yeah, yeah, do whatever. So he started writing something at the back of it. And the, the funny thing is like, he waited, but as soon as he wrote something, people started to give, you know, um, give to them. And then the next uh, afternoon, this person came by again. And the blind man said, what did you write on my cardboard? How come I'm starting to get lots of um, blessings from others? No, no, no. I just wrote slightly different with yours. If you wrote, I am blind, please forgive, um, please have pity on me, then I flipped it back and I wrote it, today is so beautiful, if only if I can see it. Do you know what's the difference? My, he's writing about, I am blind and please have a pity of me. See, they're focusing on themselves because they're blind, you know. This sort of person focus on themselves. But a different, a different sort of sentence. It says, today is beautiful, if only if I can see it. So what is it focusing at? The f it's focusing at the beautiful day, isn't it? People, when they read this, they, people may think, oh yeah, it's a pity that they can't see the beautiful day. Can you, do you get it? See the different focus? One saying, oh, have, have pity on me. And then second, um, second side, he said, how lucky you are. See when, People can say, oh yeah, I'm lucky. 
you know, um, this guy is beautiful. So people will share and bless them um, joyfully. See, our life has been boxed and, you know, being limited with focusing with me, 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 myself, myself, myself. What do I get? What can I do? It's always been me. You know, you never realize that every time we talk about ourselves, then we're limiting ourselves because our life is so small for us to live by, uh, um, by ourselves. But life is so broad as long as we start opening ourselves to other things outside our life. You know, if you want to learn from our own mistakes, then it's going to take forever. We only have small lessons, but if we can see other people's mistakes, then we can learn from their mistakes, so then we don't have to do the same mistake again. So today, let us all learn not to focus um, for ourselves, but focus to God's goodness, focus to the things that God has given to us. So many people still um, worry about what we don't have yet. I haven't got a car, I haven't got a, um, a house, but we tend to forget what, of what we have. That's why let us all today be grateful of what we have. Be grateful that we have been forgiven and being freed. That's what we have to think about how other people can experience that too. Let us all think today, who can we pass on that blessing to? After you leave from this place, call that person and say, Ah, oh, I've forgiven you for all this time. I probably have um, a little bit of grudge against you, but today I will forgive you. You know, a person who have been um, who have been free, they have to be creative and innovative. Don't make your life monotone because there are so many. Um, chances that you, for you to be able to do your creation, then you have to change your mindset from being negative to positive. If life has given you hundred reasons to cry, then try to look for ten thousand, um, one thousand reasons for you to smile. Don't ever stop in crying. But I believe that when the life has given you one hundred reasons to cry, God has given you one thousand reasons for you to laugh. Think, let go of the past and have a look at it, not from a regretful point of view, but prepare yourself to see God's goodness ahead of you without fear, without any um, worry about the future. Keep hold of your faith because I believe that God's Forgiveness applies to ourselves. Who in here believe that their life has been forgiven? Praise God. Who in here believe that their life has been saved by God? See, the power of the cross is the power of salvation and is the power of forgiveness. Amen. It is the power that applies eternally. Today we we can let go of our hearts from all the rubbish in this world, but let us all let the Holy Spirit to fill our life with flowers from heaven. Amen. I would like to invite the musicians to come up and we'll pray. Thank you, Father God. We believe that you're good. You're just so amazing. You have forgiven all of us and you love us. You have forgiven us not because of our goodness, but because you have made us free and you have made us righteous. You have um, purified us. You have saved us not uh, um, just once and for all. Although we have fallen into sin, we believe, Lord, that your 
forgiveness is overflowing upon us. That's why today we want to tell you that we are sinners. We have lots of mistakes. Forgive us, Lord, from the smallest mistake we've made to the biggest mistake. We're all sinners. Forgive us and cleanse us. So then your cross that is so powerful, the power can fall upon us today because we believe that you're a never-changing God. That's why the power of your cross is never-changing either. Thank you, Father God, for your goodness. Be upon us, Lord, the creation of your cross 2,000 years ago. Let it be upon us and make your perf um, your plan perfect in us because I believe that you don't only work upon us, the believers, but it goes on to our descendants, Lord. Whatever you're doing to us is eternal forever. Thank you, Father God. Please stamp your word into our hearts so then for the rest of our life we always remember of the power of Jesus Christ. That it's never wrong and it's never fail, but it always bless us forever. Father God, we believe that your word is yes and true, and it is certain, as certain as your death and as certain as your resurrection. Thank you, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we all pray and we give you thanks. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you.